Greetings, everyone. You need to, and we all need to, watch Jerusalem. And uh, if you look from uh, now on, you're going to find that the focal point of world events and some crises are going to be in Jerusalem and the Middle East. So we need to be aware of that according to your Bible. God has hidden His face from Jerusalem for some time because of their rebellion, but He says He is yet going to choose Jerusalem as His city. His city. Nobody else's. Because He's going to do amazing things and He's going to bring world peace to us, which we all need. Notice Isaiah 40, O you that tell good tidings to Zion, get you up into the high mountain, O you that tell good tidings to Jerusalem. So, Jerusalem is a city important to God, and it ought to be important to us. Think about what this, the Bible says about this. This is so important to God. And if we really understand the Bible, it surely has to be very important to us, and it's also getting very close to the imminent return of Jesus Christ to this earth. But most people don't really usually look upon it that way and put that much importance on the city of Jerusalem. But everything, I mean everything, revolves around it. In the future, in the entire millennium, and even the creating the beauty in the universe for all eternity, it's still going to be the capital then as well. So it it certainly should be supremely important to us. If you think about Jerusalem and you've gone there and you've uh, seen tourist sites, and certainly when I first went there, you're, you're in awe of what you see in all of these places that are right there in the Bible. And it really brings your Bible alive, perhaps as it never has been before. And you really, really are emotionally moved by what you see. But let's go back to Isaiah 40 and verse 9. Let me just... Read that over again. O you that tell good tidings to Zion, that's, in this case, God's lukewarm church, because the very elect has to warn them about what's coming and how they need to get some things straightened out in their lives. But O you that tell good tidings to Zion, there's a very elect that delivers this message, Get you up into the high mountain, O you that tell good tidings to Jerusalem. This is the best news you could hear, really, at this time. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold your God. Why does God say that? In this context, only to Judah. Why does He say it to them? Well, because Jesus Christ is going to be returning 
to Jerusalem and the cities of Judah and establish His throne there. And so He's saying, now you need to, uh, to really consider this. This is a tremendous honor to the people of Judah, the cities of Judah. And I'm sure they uh, have a certain uh, awe of uh, this event that's going just about to, to, to come upon them. Behold your God. That's, again, you see, it's such an honor to have the Messiah come to Jerusalem. Now, if you think about that, the very fact that He's coming there and establishing His throne there has to be something that is just a tremendous honor to people who understand that, if they really understand it. Now, David's throne, from the very time of David's throne all the way down to the Second Coming, he has made sure that that throne of David, which is on this earth and has been from the time of David all the way down to the second coming, when Christ is going to sit on that throne Himself. When Christ gets here and sits on that throne, then of course He's going to offer salvation to all human beings who've ever lived. All people who've ever lived. Let me just point out something else to, uh, to think about. There is a little flock on this earth, God says. That's where His very elect is. Not a lot of people, but just a little flock and a little remnant that, to de- that is to deliver this message to the world. But here, through biblical archaeology, there is a message going out to the Jews, the cities of Judah, from biblical archaeology. And all of those kings and queens who sat on David's throne were descendants of David himself. They had to be a descendant of David to sit on that throne because the scepter belongs to Judah. Genesis 49 and verse 10. See, they, they, are, they have the scepter which means the throne of David, and all that that means that I just explained, all that it means to us. And we just think, where God says, okay, there's a message going out that says, Behold your God! Behold your God! That's the message. That's the big message. Forget the rest. There's going to be trials and tests and some difficult times. But Get your mind on the return of Jesus Christ or the return of the Messiah. Behold your God. And all of that message is being delivered really through their own archaeology, biblical archaeology. So, do you see even there why this city is so important? If you just look at that event you realize how important the city of Jerusalem is and how much and how important is that city to you and to me. It's really supremely important to God. 
and it ought to be to us as well. That's the point that we need to understand. God is going to rule the world from that city and the whole universe from that city. And there's going to be a new Jerusalem. And we need to keep all that in mind. There's a lot more to it that I can't get into today, but we can get a certainly an insight that is, I think, most inspiring and, and, and stirring and moving. We actually uh, began all this, the archaeology we're talking about here, biblical archaeology, but we, in December uh, 1968, Herbert W. Armstrong entered into a, a deal with Hebrew University. After the, uh, the war that they had over there in 1967, they uh, won the old city and they could begin to have this most important archaeology project in the world, by far, as far as I'm concerned. And so, today we continue working with the Hebrew University to dig for artifacts and what we can find over in Jerusalem, and we have made some amazing discoveries. And I'll tell you a little bit about that as we go along here. Let me just read to you Psalm 102 and verse 14 to show you how the Bible does talk about that biblical archaeology and how important it is and where it's leading directly into the second coming of Christ. So many prophecies tell you that. Notice verse 14 of Psalm 102, For your servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. We take pleasure in that because we are inspired by it in many ways. Verse 13 talks about the set time has come, the set time for God to show favor to Zion, His church, and especially to His very elect, about, what, about the favor He's going to give His people to be a part of this great archaeology project in Jerusalem, and we are honored to be a part of it and to be there at some really significant times. Verses 15 and 16 says, When the Eternal shall build up Zion, He shall appear in His glory. Now listen to that. This is the context here. And when you see all these biblical archaeology messages going out to Judah and even to the world in many ways, that leads right into the glory of Christ's second coming. I mean, it is a, really a sign of how imminent that is. And so we, uh, of course, have a magazine just for the uh, Judah and the city of Jerusalem about let the stones speak. Those stones really do have a message. And they have a message that they send out to the cities of Judah and to the world if the world is interested. And they should be, because it's about all of us. It's about all of mankind. And oh, how inspiring that is. Then in verses 15 and 16 it says, So the heathen shall 
Fear the name of the Eternal and all the kings of the earth. Your glory. Oh, it's going to, the whole world is going to be brought to Jerusalem and looking to Jerusalem in all of that glory and the peace, the world peace and joy and happiness is coming to this earth. And oh, so very soon, behold your God. That's what it's all about. And how many people really understand that? Notice the book of Ezekiel. That's an end time book of prophecy. And we have a free booklet that we'll send you if you request that book on Ezekiel. Verse 11 of Ezekiel 48 says this, It shall be the priests that are sanctified of the sons of Zadok, which have kept my charge, which went not astray when the children of Israel went astray, as the Levites went astray. The ministers and the people went astray. Now, that's for this time today, though, for this end time. God's spiritual Israel, He's talking about. They turned away from God. They knew they know God, or did know Him. Ninety-five percent of them turned away. But there's a little very elect here that would would just always cling to that throne of David, just like Zadok did anciently. He, from the very beginning to the very end of David's rule, he was always there supporting David. And supporting David's throne and supporting God because it's all God's doing. There is that wonderful promise to David about this throne, and then there's a lot of prophecy here about how God is measuring the city already to get prepared to build the temple of Ezekiel. Verse 15 says, at the last sentence there, the city shall be in the midst thereof, that is, Jerusalem, the capital of the world. Verse 17, and the suburbs of the city shall be toward the north, and 250 and toward the south, 250 and toward the east, 250 and toward the west, 250. Uh, it's all measured and it's all well organized. This city is going to be magnificent like no city that ever has been on this earth. This, this Jerusalem that's coming is going to be spectacular when Christ rules over it, but then when the Father comes down with New Jerusalem, it's going to be half the size of the United States of America. That's the kind of city it's going to be then. Verse 30 talks about these are the goings out of the city and so on, all of these things, it's all measured. And, and then verse 35, it was round about 18,000 measures, and the name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is there. How about that? This is what Ezekiel prophesying about this glorious time. And he says, The, the city from that day shall be, The Lord is there. That's the name of it. Well, it's, a, it's another name for it. The Lord is there. Thank God for that. Do we realize what this all means to us? And the, the happiness and the joy and, and the success and the wealth that people are going to have so soon and never, ever have to endure what they're about to endure if they don't turn to God. God does want us to turn to Him. 
and people are not doing that the way they should. But the Lord is there. See, He's going to be there, and He's going to be ruling, and everything on this earth is going to revolve on that throne in Jerusalem. What a spectacular time it will be! One of the primary reasons God has opened the door for this work to participate in an archaeological dig in Jerusalem is to amplify the Ezekiel Temple message. There is already the, the measuring is going on for how to build Jerusalem when Christ gets here, and how uh, all of this is spelled out in detail. We wrote about it earlier, I did, and it says, What is going to happen when all these worldly governments fall apart? The beginning of that time is already here. Ezekiel's temple is at the heart of a clear plan all laid out. It's all laid out right there in Ezekiel. It's all planned thousands of years ago. But now we need to really get to know it and see how we can measure that and help build Jerusalem in the very near future. And we'll never have to experience such horrors ever again. We won't have to ever experience that again. All this, this horrible trouble we face, and just our number one problem is that of human survival. We hear people talk about using their nuclear bombs to just wipe out whole nations and continents if they use them, and they will. If we don't repent, they certainly will. That's what they've always done. Ezekiel 48 and verse 17 talks about all these measurements, and the Ezekiel temple will be built on the same place the Rumbabel and Solomon built their temples, the very same place. And we have uh, an exhibit beginning in December. If everything goes well, we'll, uh, we're going to have uh, an exhibit about King, Kings David and Solomon, or Kings David and Solomon Discovered. That'll be the title of that exhibit. And uh, we'll have all the artifacts except two bullae uh, come from the Iron Age to time period, and that's the, basically the century from 1000 BC to 900 BC, and it's the time period of David and Solomon. And we'll have an artifact about uh, Solomon and the Queen of Sheba, and uh, an incense that I wrote an article about recently, but we'll have that artifact there so people can see it. And it points to this history and the that what happened to some degree between Solomon and the Queen of Sheba that's talked about in your Bible. What a, what a future! But this will be the first time this inscription has been exhibited in the public. So we'll showcase the historical and archaeological evidence supporting the biblical description of Israel during the 10th century B.C. reigns of David and Solomon. David won over the Jebusites, and that was the name of the city of Jerusalem in the beginning, Jabus. And uh, David uh, conquered them when nobody else would <laughs> for, uh, for hundreds of years. 
But he knew that God wanted Jerusalem to be conquered by Israel or uh, be in, in, and be in Judah. And so that's uh, some history we'll be talking to you about, and we'll send you some literature that explain all that to you. Now, we, we have helped uncover David's palace in Jerusalem, and all the evidence points to it being that. There are certain walls that are ten feet wide, and then you, you go further and you'll find some that are sixteen feet wide. And the engineering is spectacular. Now, people can talk about that and criticize it all they want to, but let me tell you, that is spectacular. We need to uh, keep that in mind. We also need to remember about the uh, wall that Solomon built around uh, Jerusalem. That's in uh, 1 Kings 9 and verse 15. And here's what the late Dr. Elat Mazar said about this wall that was around Jerusalem. The city wall has been uncovered, testifies to a, a ruling presence, Dr. Mazar told the trumpet soon after its discovery in 2010. Its strength and form of construction indicate a high level of engineering. They had uh, stones there that had never were known uh, to be larger until Herod came along with all of his buildings. But what is it we need to be concerned about? Here, you'll, you'll find people always being critical of, uh, of the Bible, and there's always some people that have, will have nothing to do with God, but if we will believe God and, and prove that God what God is doing, you're going to be inspired and moved and stirred and happy like you've never been before in your life. It's going to be wondrous in so many ways. So many ways. Let me read to you again what I read to you in the opening. Isaiah 40 and verse 9. One more time. O you that tell good tidings to Zion, these are good tidings. This is the best news you could hear. Get you up into the high mountain. There's a high mountain here. That's the city of David where the dig is going on now. And we just finished a dig there with our students in helping the Hebrew University and supporting them. O oh, you that tell good tidings to Jerusalem. We have good news for Jerusalem. And good news for anybody that will focus on this. It's the best news you could hear. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah. Now, the whole, all the cities of Judah say this through this archaeology. That's what the message is in, in the archaeology that's being discovered. But say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold your God. This is all about the second coming of Jesus Christ. This biblical archaeology is leading right into the coming of the Messiah. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends.
All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Jerusalem and Prophecy. The Eternal has chosen Jerusalem and Solomon, the Queen of Sheba and Incense. Order now. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.